0: Welcome to Show Your Scars with me, Jordan Angeli, a look inside the journey back from a devastating injury. Although we may not choose for this to happen to us, we appreciate who we become in the process. Now let's dive into this week's episode as we share our strength and show our scars with pride. Welcome to April, you guys. I can't believe it's already the start of the second quarter, three months down now nine months to go in 2018, it has flown by. I'm excited for things to come, not only with this podcast, but with what I'm working on for the ACL Club this year. And it's not always perfect, right? And it's never going to be. I think that's one of the best things about life. And I hope something that you're learning in your recovery process is a lot of the times it's more about the journey than it is about the destination. And this journey has been challenging. Your journey has been challenging, but it enables you to grow in ways that maybe you never even expected before. So I have Stuart Singer again on the podcast. We missed a month, uh, skipped over March because there was a lot happening in both of our worlds, and now he's back for the first podcast of April. I'm excited to have him back because he is just a fun one for me to talk to. We can always go off and random tangents and somehow pull it back to how you get through injury recovery. And we do just that here. We talk a lot about the tournament, the men's basketball tournament, the women's basketball tournament, March Madness. We start talking off about why, why our brain wants to root for the underdogs and how that's relatable to injury recovery. We also talk about his two big things that he says helps players focus on the moments in front of them. This is really good because it is so easily transferable to what you're going through in injury recovery process. We talk about a, a mental routine and how he's working hard on launching something that is, should come out this month to help more people with mental routines and how my mental routine was something actually a little bit more physical that helped me refocus when I was playing. We talk about a slump form, formula that I learned from my college coach and how that can help you get yourself back into the current moment and why it's more important a lot of the times for you to care harder versus work harder in a team environment. It's a good conversation. I always love talking to Stu and then the last about 10 minutes we do another mindfulness exercise I hope you guys enjoy this, and I hope you really take advantage of the time that Stu is giving us in these mindfulness exercises. It's something you can note the time on and just go back to that 40th minute in this podcast and start your mindfulness every single day. Do it every single day. It is a practice, as he's mentioned before, so practice. See if it helps you. And if you want more, you can get his app, do so. Here he is, Stu Singer. Stu, you're back. I'm excited to have you back on the podcast again.
1: And I could not be more excited to be here.
0: Uh, We are in the midst of some of the best mental moments, I think, of the year. during the, the final four, during March Madness, and we were kind of just talking about it a little bit, but there's so much to be said about what's been happening this year uh, with underdogs winning and teams that were supposed to be the team and go all the way and everybody's picking them and they, they fall out. You, as somebody who studies this, What can you say to kind of what's going on or did you see anything in watching these games that kind of was like a trigger to you that, oh, maybe, maybe that would make sense that this team didn't have, they didn't have the challenges during the season that would have led them to success during the tournament or I don't know, help us understand how this is all happening.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, I will note one thing that I think is a massive difference um, and, and this is I mean, it's somewhat mental, but it's 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 not maybe to the point of of what we what we think. It's just simply that right now in college basketball, men's college basketball. It, you know the teams that have a lot of one and done guys or or they're just playing young uh, players yeah. in the tournament, it makes a difference when you have people who have been playing for a while and know each other know the system know what it takes and and so if you look at in particular like a team like Villanova they got a lot they have some guys that that are still holdovers from their national championship a couple years ago like that almost doesn't happen anymore in college basketball right. so that matters and the of Chicago is the same way I mean they have guys who you know these are not the guys that ended up there are not the you know, uh, five-star guys coming out of high school, so they developed into what they are, and so being a part of a program matters. Um, so that's one piece. Um, but I also think that another piece that comes up a lot is just the ability, you know, they talk about it, and they'll say, I even heard Kansas talking about about this, and Kansas is certainly a blue blood, and their uh-huh. head coach, was, you know, this morning, talking about um, we didn't focus uh, on making it to the Final Four, we focused on playing Duke. And what's what he's trying to say is, let's not get ahead of ourselves. It's not about getting to the Final Four; it's about the team that we're playing, about knowing the scout, about knowing their personnel, about um, playing this game, not getting you know into the future. And that's great. That's a, a great point to make. Mm-hmm. Um it's a lot harder to do than it is to say. And I think that to me is the elephant in the room sometimes.
0: Yeah, and how do you, you know, how do you focus on that one particular moment and in who you're playing and what are you, you work with a lot of basketball teams in particular actually, and what are you teaching them in your sessions that can help them in those moments when they're playing an opponent or when they're in a big game, Uh, what are some, like, and and this is transferable. That's why I think we're talking about it. This is so transferable to wherever you are in life. Um, Staying focused on the moment ahead of you or the moment that you're in um, allows you to perform at your your peak, at your best. And what are you teaching these athletes and how to do that?
1: Well, so there are two big things. The first is I say all the time to teams that I work with um, when I'm giving just a, even even if I'm just talking to a team that I'm not working with often, but I ask the question of this, how do you expect to be at your absolute best when the chaos and, and stress is at its peak if you have not trained for that moment? Yeah. Like if you haven't trained it, why would you expect to have it in these massive moments? And so, you know, first and foremost, we have to get to a place where we accept that, of course, physical preparation 100 percent matters. I'm not taking away at all from the, you know, um, repetition, repetition, repetition. And if we repeat it enough, it creates muscle memory. And so when we're in these moments, our body takes over saying that man, there are so many different variables that we're dealing with, bad calls and, you know, just mistakes and errors and, anger and frustration and all these things that are going on you know a cheap shot someone gives you and the ref doesn't see it there, there's just so much more to it than to say well if we repeat this enough you'll just do that it, it doesn't work that way and coaches you know at the end we all and right now if you listen to Leola's coach all they talk about is how confident they are and how much they believe they're not talking about right. well we any you know, tactics our, we, had, we had a lot of repetition <laughs> so like they're, they're all you know so we know this stuff and yet, sometimes, uh, and not sometimes, I would say the majority of the time, we don't recognize that it takes work prior. Do the mm-hmm. work prior, and then those moments, you know, it, you have something to rely on. And then the second part that I say, so you know, the first part is, why would you think you're gonna have it? The second part is, okay, so tell me, Stu, what are we gonna do? And and so, A, you you know, you you have these, Team sessions that I do, and then we have individual sessions with athletes that we do, and 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 then we we really do. I mean, I work with, with the use of mindfulness with every team that I work with. I teach them mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Uh, some players love it more than others, obviously. Some coaches love it more than others, obviously. But you know, this is my thing. It is the way to train the concept. Of, play who's in front of you. Right. Don't play the the next game. Play who's in front of you. Do what's in front of you. Um, you know, and like you said, it's transferable, not just to what you're focusing on in terms of performance, but if you're injured, um, connecting back to what this whole podcast is about is, listen, you can't you can't worry about where you're going to be in three months if you're not taking care of where you are today. Right. And it sounds so cliche, and it's or or, or also on the other hand, it's just saying, oh yeah, of course, do that makes sense. And all I would say is try doing it. It's yeah. not as easy. It is not as easy as we as it sounds. And then somebody tries to do it, and they're like, wait a second, I'm struggling with this. And so you got to put in that work.
0: Uh, when I was playing um, back at Santa Clara, I had like a little. So you you talk about these moments and staying focused in the moment and refocusing when when there is a bad call when when somebody um, maybe elbows you when something goes wrong and you're in a place where say you stepped wrong and you're like did I did I do something to my ankle to my knee you know where, where you're in this space I used to refocus my my brain I would tap my leg three times yeah, really good um, when I was in the game I would just like all right time you can't control that like let that go and then i would focus back on on where the ball was and what i could do to help my team are you pro um things like that or are you um to help you refocus i don't what do you call that um
1: mental routine is what i call it okay
0: them.
1: so i absolutely am um i'm in the the midst of creating a um an online training platform sweet um, that will be launched later next month or mid mid month probably May, April I'm hoping, and one of the topic areas is the concept of mental routines. You know, we need to have something sometimes that is the equivalent of smacking us upside the head right. <laughs> and yeah. saying, "Wait a second! Like this is not where I need my attention to be." And let's move it. And so you know. I don't know how you learned it. I don't know if someone you know taught you that, or you just came up with it yourself. But absolutely, it's a great. I mean, we can go. There's deeper steps potentially to mm-hmm. it. I, I mean, not not that much deeper, but there are right. deeper steps to it. But but um, but absolutely, it's it's a it's an effective tool because it's the reminder to shift attention, and yeah. that's really what we're working on at that point.
0: Right to shift attention back to the present and back to what you can control, which is what what you're thinking. Okay. Like how, how much more we can What
1: matters right now? Yeah. What matters right now? Yeah. Where's my mark? <laughs> you know, I mean as simple yeah. as that.
0: Yeah. Uh another thing that I think about, and I actually did a podcast on it a couple weeks ago, is just this idea of underdogs and our brains kind of latching onto those underdogs, right? We want them to win. You you already admitted to me that you had Virginia going all the way to the, the championship.
1: Thanks for calling me out.
0: <laughs> I, I actually was silly enough. I thought that the brackets did, were due uh, Friday and not Thursday, so I didn't even get my bracket <laughs> in. How many years I've been doing this and I didn't get my bracket in um, for my family pool. And uh, so I didn't even get to choose anybody. But you know, the tournament starts, and right away we're like latched onto these underdogs. And I think there's a real mental thing about underdogs that should be spoken of because I was trying to relate underdogs in, in, my, in the podcast to this feeling of um, injury recovery and how um, f- why we like underdogs to me is like they have a story, right? They're, the odds are against them. And we as humans want people to overcome. I think we really do. So we latch on to those. Um, is there, do you see also that, I mean, do you see the way that I was relating that to the the injury recovery? And how can you help people um, realize that staying in the moment and tell, but, but also being true to their story, right? And, and accepting like this is a tough moment and sharing tough moments with others can really help them get the success, find the moment that then they are triumphing or they are getting through it and over it or they're going to the final four because they're so real in that moment that they allow others to join them in their journey.
1: Yeah, I mean, what a great, I mean, there's so much to draw from, but but uh, of course that concept of underdog and, and caring. And, and I know this is gonna sound a little bit, corny but but you're so right like I heard somebody talking about like well unless somebody is already a Duke fan in an arena <laughs> they will never be cheered for like they'll always be the the, yeah. the 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 other team whoever it is I mean it could be Kansas who is another blue blood right and and Duke will still be the the team that everybody's rooting against if they're not already there to watch Duke and it's and it's true And the question becomes why? And it's usually because, you know, and that's the downside of success is that, we, it's like we want people to succeed, we want people to succeed, and then they succeed for too long, and they're like, I don't like them succeeding, so I want somebody (laughs) else to succeed. You know, but but I, you know, getting back to that concept of caring, you know, I'm a big believer in, in particular in teams, Mm -hmm. um, and we can define teams differently in terms of rehab, but, but let's, let's stay with the team and then I can jump to how we can define it, um, in rehab is that it's not always about, we need to work harder. We need to work harder. We need to work harder. Sometimes we need to care harder. Yeah. Like what if an entire team is nonstop celebrating the successes of the rest of the team? And I got to tell you, you know, like, I, you know, let me just say this. The teams that I work for are phenomenal. I, I literally don't, every team that I work with is great. The leadership is really good. They've had success, you know, and so this isn't bad. But now and again, what you have is a lot of people who are high achievers that get caught up in their, what do I need? What do I need? What, how do, what do I need to do to help us? You know it's not necessarily this this um, uh, you know narcissistic self focus. It's a uh, how can I help us? Mm-hmm. But sometimes how we can help us is by actually like really caring. I mean legitimately caring even when you're not doing well. Yeah. even if you're not getting the playing time you want. even if you are getting playing time but you just happen to not be playing well, and you can still care about somebody else is just having great success right now, and that you're like, you know what? I'm going to celebrate their success. I care about them succeeding. Uh-huh. That is a massive cha- a mind change, but it's it's so relevant and it matters. And so, how do we change that like concept of team to hey, I'm getting over, or I'm I have an ACL injury, and and like the team that you surround yourself with, your family members, your friends, your legitimate teammates if you're you know, away somewhere and, and that's who you're you know, around as you're going through your rehab. Um, you know, and then certainly the, the, the PTs and the surgeons and everybody else, like they're all part of your team and can we care deeply about the successes? Not are we keeping up with anybody else? Because right. sometimes our successes are not at the same level as the person sitting right next to me doing the rehab. And it doesn't mean we're not succeeding. Absolutely. And so, you know, can we get really into the successes and and what's happening now and get out of the comparison game? You and I have talked about that already and probably in already in the podcasts previous. And but it's such a powerful thing. It's so easy to miss and it's so easy to like hear and say yes and then slide backwards on. It really matters to celebrate current successes, period. Not in comparison to others, but your own current successes.
0: And one of the things I learned from my college coach um, when I was in a slump was he would say, this is my slump formula. Work hard, play simple, and be positive. And it wasn't just positive uh, with yourself, it was positivity outwardly as well to other people. And I think it's so important in the, you know, now that we're talking injury recovery process, is you are constantly thinking about yourself, constantly. And to allow your brain the the break of saying, oh, look at you, Jessica. Like, you're doing so well. You're sitting next to me. You're only three months out of whatever you're doing, and you look great. Like, I just saw you squat over there, and that made me happy because I know that I'm gonna get there too or like I know that you've worked so hard. Mm -hmm. So it's allowing you to like take a break from what is going on in your life and to share moments with other people and I think we need that perspective sometimes when we're in something as long as an ACL injury where it's like how am I feeling? What am I doing? Did I do enough? Did I not do enough? Did I rest? Like it is so self-centered which it has to be you know you have to stay in those moments but allowing yourself to, um, be positive with yourself also has to, you have to be positive with other people too. And, um, that's one of the things that's really stuck with me from what he has taught me.
1: Yeah. First of all, really good advice from your coach. Like that's good stuff. Um, and one reason is because it's three places of, of attention Mm -hmm. or less. Sometimes we give uh, right. Like, uh, I'm done. Like, I don't know anything that you just said. Like, so three or less is a big um, key. And, and, you know, it's funny because I use the, you know, when you feel your, like, you know, a lot of times we call it getting into yourself when when you're in a slump and you, you know you just kind of suck yeah. inward and like what's wrong? Why can't I be better? What's you know? And then wh- you're just worse
0: and worse and worse.
1: It's just worse. And and what also happens typically is that all of a sudden, like things like your communication also get mm-hmm. sucked into you. So this one little thing that's a really simple you know not simple but you know it's it's, it's you don't have to be talented to communicate. Um, that's effective. That's important. Important, that also goes down. so you're not playing well and then you're not even doing this one thing that like if you broke both your legs you could still do so right. like so it, it has a bigger impact and and so I use the phrase um, which is even you know more simplistic which is just simply you know get out of yourself and get into your team mm. and, and so be louder be more you know cheer more you know if, if you're not you know scoring you know, they, but you make the pass for someone that does score, or even if you don't, just make you know somebody else, you know, makes the. It doesn't matter, you know. Get more into them, and the more you pour into them, the more you come out of you. Mm-hmm. And now you said instead of overthinking like what's going on with, all of a sudden you're just back to playing again. Right. And and then that's when a lot of times this, the quote-unquote slump kind of comes to an end.
0: Yeah. Uh, That's all good stuff. And I think it's one of the the big reasons why going from a team to, you know, when you are injured and you're by yourself, you don't, not only do you not get to be with your team and get to do what they're doing, but you don't get to celebrate those, those little moments with them. And, um, you know, I think that's why we as humans like team sports so much is because Team sport is a family. Is a you know is we can relate so many different areas of our life to what being a team is like. And so um, you know in your family you celebrate the wins of other people, in your team you celebrate the wins of other people, and it's for the greater good of the unit. And we want to be a part of that. And I think. We've talked about this, too, before, is that staying involved with your team if you are in a team sport yes. when you're injured is so important because of those moments. Like I said, you, yeah. get out of, you get out of you, like you said, and into your team, and it allows you to feel connected. It allows you to feel accomplishment because in some way or another, your voice helped them. And, and you know
1: what? There's truth to that. Like, it's not cliche, and it's not, you know, just – you know, coach speak it. Mm-hmm. There is truth to that. Uh, one of our players at Maryland this year, um, tore her ACL, uh, mid-season and was having a phenomenal season, like great season. Um, and, you know, but stayed really connected and really positive, um, and, and really supportive and, and, and everybody loved it. you like yeah. every and, and I, and, and I know that it was, you know, good for her as well. It, it, it maintains some kind of role, you know, or some kind of purpose, mm-hmm. um, you mm-hmm. know, so it matters is yeah. the bottom.
0: Um, these are all good things and I there's also moments that are just like difficult and it's hard to get out of your own head. And, um, I kind of disclosed to you that I'm having those, one of those right now. I, you know, I've had seven, a or seven knee surgeries on my left knee And sometimes I do stuff and my knee does not like it. And I worked out on Friday and it's Tuesday and my knee is still swollen. So I put some kinesio tape on it today, hoping that I can drain some of that, (laughs) some Hmm. of that um, swelling out. But for me, it's really difficult because I'm not, you know, I'm not competing at a, a high level anymore. But I want to be able to go through the day and not be thinking, oh, should I do this? Should I do that? Should I rest? Should I try to work out? Um, and I think a lot of people deal with this, these little setbacks in life in injury recovery. And um, how key is mindfulness in helping you just get out of those, you know, that brain back and forth that can happen during setbacks?
1: All right. So uh, it's kind of... It's weird how certain questions kind of, like, create, um, like, like certain things will come up with me a mm-hmm. lot in, right. in, a, in a specific period of time. It's weird. Yeah. And so earlier today I was working with, um, with one of my uh, athletes from a team, you know, from a team that I work with, and this is year two of us working together. And um, last year when we began, it was because he was um, – Struggling, you know, in a new program, and and uh, just was like literally struggling, trying to find like, wait a second, what is this all? Yeah. This isn't working yet, and I'm I feel like I'm doing all the right things, and I am not getting ahead. I'm not getting time. I'm not getting what I need, you know, and 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 really put in the work though. Like, did the mindfulness? Did the weekly sessions? Um, did the did the in between on their own? You know, yes. on his own sessions. And um, and really made a lot of improvement by the end of the season. And now this year has has not only you know made improvement, became you know became a team captain, a, wow. you know a starter, mm-hmm. um, you know in a big time leadership role. And you know we're talking today, and really we're doing a wrap up of. Of the, of the season because I, I do that with everybody you know what was good what was bad what do we want to do more of you know what do we need to capitalize on all that kind of stuff and the difference from year one to year two was like what he said was this year I knew when things didn't go right that they were gonna go right that I was we were, you know we were gonna figure it out it was gonna work out you know and so right. I, we were in this difficult moment but it wasn't like oh my god now we're what you know like we're in it Snowball. and we yeah. will never get out of this you know right. and and i think you know the way that relates to what you're going through is that i'm sure that you've had these moments before right oh. like you've had yeah. <laughs> multiple times and you know what like at some point the swelling goes down yeah the knee feels better and and you um you know and and you get to work out the way you want to again and and so one thing is i think is just learning to trust your body a little bit like your knees just telling you right now hey take a break or you know i know you've been doing a lot of traveling mm-hmm. um potentially the swelling is as much from you know being in planes a lot or just traveling a lot and then trying to get back at it um that maybe you needed to you know maybe you went at it a little bit too hard right off the, right off the bat I and mean, So that's part of it. But the other part of it is just simply being able to say, like, yeah, this is not great and I don't love this. But being able to take that moment, take that breath, come back to the present and realize, yes, I'm struggling right now. And we're going to figure this out. It's going to be I've had this before. And what it does is it just takes that from here, you know, for that, you know, I always use, I use a lot of one to 10 scale and, and it takes it from, let's say you were at a nine of like, you know, upsetness um, and, and it takes it down to a seven or it right. takes it to a six. It doesn't mean it's gone completely. It just means, okay, I know how to deal with this. I can I can step outside of it a little bit and deal with this. I'm go- everything's gonna be okay. And a lot of times when we take stress out of the equation, things start to, uh, you know, literally feel better physically, but also, uh, we start to see things more clearly and we're like, okay, now I can put a plan in place. I got this.
0: How come your brain forgets these moments? Like, I know this has happened to me before and I know I've gotten through it before, but is there a real like reason that our brains say, okay, we got through it now. Let's just kind of, let's forget it even happened. Like nearly sometimes I feel like that.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's about forgetting that it happened, but I do think there's a reason for it, and the reason for it is because unfortunately our brain is on nonstop scan mode, and what it's scanning for is our next danger, mm-hmm. and and that danger is, you know, um, literally like kind of the survival instinct. So when things don't go right or our body fails us, it's like wait a second what if this is the time where it, you know, like it, it wants to be like, okay, you gotta take care of this, yeah. you know, figure this out, and not in a good way, but in a bad things are happening kind of way. Yeah. And you go into that, you know, on on alert um, mind, and when that mind gets in play, it kind of shuts down our, our rational mind. And, and so what you need to do is tap into that rational mind in those moments. What you you know you're kind of in the emotional mind when when things start going start going wrong, uh-huh. and and so that's really what happens. And so again, you know I mean you're so bringing up the reason for training in mindfulness. Like I am not a Zen master. I am not this. You have to be calm at all times. That's okay. not that is not who I am, and it's not why I do this. It is because every single day it's so simple to be in autopilot and forget basic good helpful fundamental take a breath reevaluate what makes sense right now it's it is literally the way our mind works to not be able you know it's you're in that autopilot mind do 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 go 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 Mm -hmm. and all that other good stuff flies out if we're not you know, kind of practicing. And right. and so that's why I want people to practice.
0: Right. It makes complete sense. And um, it allows you, you know, it's that same thing of getting away from what's going to happen next or what I think is going to happen next to, Power. you know, like so many I've, I've had last night before I went to bed, I was like, what if I, what if I tore my ACL again? And then I'm like, oh my gosh, this yeah. and that, that and that. But like, that's not, I would have known if I tore my ACL again, like definitely not something I would have, would have just happened. And I would have been like, oh, well, I didn't (laughs) feel it. Like you would have felt it. So like your brain has this ability to just get into a wormhole and just keep digging and digging. And, um, you're so right that every day, it doesn't matter what day it is. There's going to be a challenge that comes up. That's going to say, all right, let's go down this. Let's go let's go over here and it takes so much training to get your get you back and it's challenging.
1: It's so good. I, <laughs> there was an article if you ever get a chance, yeah. uh, you know, anybody that's listening, there was an article um, that was in Bleacher Report, I believe, and it was written uh, uh, about and with through an interview with Urban Meyer, the mm-hmm. uh, head football coach at Ohio State, so and it's called uh, I Am Not the Lone Wolf. And it was all about his stru I mean, kind of his struggles. Yeah, kind of his struggles with burnout from coaching and, and exhaustion mentally, um, and 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 worry. Like there was he couldn't have any enjoyment in success. It was all about the like petr being petrified of losing and and miserable and 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 really he, he had to step away from coaching at Florida and, and he took a couple years off and then came back to Ohio State but you know he made a promise to his family about I got to take care of myself from this point forward and how he internalized stuff before and now he was open to talking about just uh, uh, all sorts of things but one of the things he talks about not not in these words he doesn't use the word mindfulness but clearly it is it is the, the essence of it uh-huh. yeah, and it, so it's a really good article read it yeah. But it's, he says literally what you said, which is, and he's in, 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 the article, they're kind of describing somebody's hand going back and forth, like, uh, like a winding all over the play yeah. place path. And he's like, that's your mind. And the job is, is to go straight down this path, but the mind wants to go all over the place. Mm-hmm. So all day long, you're in this, is this, this attempt to, in essence, be off track and bring it on track. Right. And then an hour later, you're off track again, bring it back on track. And it's, it's not this, I got it. And it's always there yeah. thing. And, and I think that might be the biggest message is I think sometimes people think that the goal of what I do or, or anybody that's a success, let's say, is that they're always on target. They're never off the path. And there's people who are probably really good at staying disciplined to the path, like staying mm-hmm. like, i get up at this time i eat a certain way like i'm not saying that but mentally it is super hard and i would probably argue that even the best of the best have days where they are off mentally their mind is distant it's it's on to something else it's playing games with them and the job is is to bring it back over and over and over again yeah and that's more realistic
0: it is realistic it's you're going to deviate from that path right it's making that deviation smaller and smaller and smaller. Yeah.
1: Shorter. Right. Yeah. Like shorter time off track. That's yeah. what, it, yes. Often that's what I tell the athletes I'm working with. Like, look, your mind is going to go to like, you make a bad pass or you give a ball up or, you know, you give a bad touch. Your mind's going to be like, what did I just do? What, you know, like if you're going to have that initial like surge, mm-hmm. it's, it is how quickly you get it back to what, Matters right now right. is the, is the difference, but that initial reactive emotion of "man, I just screwed up," um, it, it's going to be there. So it's not about not having it at all; it's about how quickly we can can get it back on track.
0: Right, that's great. I've always loved talking to you, Stu.
1: It's cool. It, yeah, cool, cool stuff.
0: <laughs> we can uh, we can go back and forth for a while and
1: just no doubt. <laughs> Well, you know I think that uh, you know like it's weird because this stuff in a way is everything that every anybody's ever competed or or performed or needs to do well experiences, and yet i don't know if we take enough time to have these conversations and get this kind of and i'm not patting myself on the back of educating people that's not my point at all, but like You asked a question, well, like, why does my mind forget that? Well, there's a reason behind it. Yeah, And like, there's a reason behind it. And if more of us knew that, then we, you know, we would possibly be on the track a little bit more often.
0: And I think it allows you to like, have a little bit of grace towards yourself that, gosh, there's, you're not going to be perfect in this. Like, it is called mental training for a reason and mindfulness training for a reason. And you train to play a sport for a reason and you go um, to rehabilitation for a reason because you're trying to get as close to you as you can to to your you know what you are capable of doing yeah and and there's no perfection and I think things like that were like well why do I just forget like it (laughs) reminds you that like because you're for like our brains are not wired to allow us to do that all the time like it's just, and that's because, okay. And
1: here's a, here's a weird way of thinking about, or a, a weird in a in a helpful way uh, way of thinking about it, which is, you know, we don't want to not have that um, scan mode because scan mode is ultimately the thing that you know we we were, we're mindlessly looking at our phone and we have to cross the street and we step out into the street and. And all of a sudden, the, the corner of our eye catches something moving and we, mm-hmm. we jump back. Mm-hmm. That's that's the survival instinct. Right. Always being aware, always scanning. And if without it, you're going to be so um, uh, what's susceptible the word? to. Yeah, that's not the word, but that's good. You know, like that's not the word I was searching for, <laughs> but that's good. It's like, you know, like we don't want to not have that little bit of an edge of looking for. Um, and being aware of what's around the corner. Like we do need to have that. It Uh it matters. And so that's why it's there. So instead of beating ourselves up because we have this thing that technically helps us stay alive, (laughs) that's a a relatively important thing. Like let's not beat ourselves up about it, but we need, we can get way better at knowing like, Hey, I'm walking towards the edge of a cliff that's real and bad. Uh And Hey, I just gave up a ball, bad, but not life-threatening. Okay, how do I deal with that? Because that's different than, uh, you know, or, hey, my knee's swollen after a workout, bad, uh, but not, you know, life-threatening, and I'm probably gonna be okay, and so, okay, let's figure out my process for dealing with that. That's not, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's Mm -hmm. what we're trying to do, is being Mm -hmm. able to differentiate those things.
0: Yeah, that's great. Do we have time for mindfulness, a little training, or you wanna do you I want to I
1: can if you're okay. if you're if you're yeah. good with
0: it. Yeah, let's do it. Maybe just um ten minutes. I know I know um we're like eight to ten minutes. A lot of people yep. had some good feedback from last time. So we're uh you're doing good things and I hope I hope some of those people I know you mentioned a few of the listeners are um have reached out to you and yeah. chatted with you about a few things. So um and, and your app is there and ready for for anybody who's interested.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um and can I set up our mindfulness though? Yeah, absolutely. So for anybody that's listening, I, I would love for you to participate. I'm gonna make uh Jordan do it. Um but this is what I want to ask is is really as best as you possibly can, lock into what I'm asking. Whatever I'm asking, just attempt to do. And you're either gonna do it, and you'll feel the you know, the, the impact of it, or you're gonna struggle with it. And your mind's gonna try to take you different places, like Jordan and I just discussed about going off track, and how do we get back. And in some ways, that's almost good, because that's the practice. That's the doing another rep of getting off track and bringing it back. So it's actually not a big deal when our mind gets off track. However, what we're trying to do is be as good as we possibly can be at becoming aware, and then when we become aware of it, being off track. Okay, where is my mind supposed to be? This single place of attention, my breath, or I might do you know, a body scan or, or something, whatever we're about to do. And so why does that matter to your listeners who are right now going through rehab and trying to get their knee or some other injury back in place? Because there are gonna be those days where you're off track. Um, either physically off track, like, damn, I just got news today that I'm not as far along as I'm supposed to be. Or um, just mentally off track, I had a bad day. You know, like, things didn't feel good today. or You know, I was cruising along and today was a setback day. Uh Um, And then your mind's going to try to play some tricks on you and tell you, oh, my gosh, what if this and what if that. Right. And and once we get there, we're into the future and we're predicting something. And that's where anxiety and stress start to, to really click in. So the whole goal of what we're about to do is just to go for it in terms of train myself to come back to the present. Great. All right. Yep. All right. All right. So go ahead and close your eyes. And every time that I begin, I ask everybody to first just kind of get into that relaxed position. If you want, let, try to feel your shoulders almost drop towards the floor. Just get nice and relaxed physically. All right? Let your face relax, let your eyebrows relax. Anything that, you know, where you hold a little bit of tightness, just kind of let it let it loosen up a little bit. And then the next thing that we wanna do is we wanna start with six, one, seven breaths. So we're gonna take a breath in through the nose for a count of six. We're gonna hold it for a pause of one. And then we're gonna do a full exhale through the mouth for a count of seven. And when you fill up through the nose, you wanna feel your stomach and your rib cage expand, your chest rise. Hold it and then a full exhale. Let everything go. We want to try to do three of these. So when we do deep breathing like this, what happens is is that we literally trigger the relaxation response. Now what I want you to do is just find normal rhythm of your breath. Whatever feels normal to you, just find that normal rhythm. Inhale, exhale. And just try to give all of your attention to the full inhale and then the exhale. Whatever you did earlier today no longer matters. Whatever you're going to be doing tonight Doesn't matter, it hasn't happened. Any random thoughts that pop into your head, just recognize it and then return it to your breath without judgment. Just to deepen that attention just a little bit is notice where the inhale turns into the exhale so there's that little space where we stop the inhale and it turns into the exhale just try to become aware of that little spot If your mind happens to go off track, which it will, just become aware of it, bring it back to that central place of attention, your breath, without judging it. Each time that you catch yourself wandered off and you bring it back, that is the equivalent of doing a rep. That is how we build the mental muscle that it takes to become aware when we're in the throes of some moment where our mind is trying to get away from us and trying to focus on the negative. So don't worry about that just catch it and bring it back to that central place of attention your breath Okay, just shift your attention just a little bit for me. We're going to deepen our attention and just find where you feel your breath in your body. So, do you feel it in your chest when you inhale and exhale? Do you feel it in your stomach? Do you feel the air as it comes in and out of your nose? Just find the feeling of your breath, in your body. Just pay attention to that experience. If you lose it, if your mind gets off track, Become aware, recognize it, and bring it back to that central place of focus of where you feel your breath in your body. No need to judge it, just become aware of it and bring it back. If you lose your attention a hundred times, the job is to bring it back a hundred times. Take one more real big breath, feel your feet where they touch the floor, and go ahead and open up your eyes.
0: Cool.
1: All right. Well done.
0: Thank you for that.
1: Yeah, and I hope that it kind of serves as that reminder of you know for you even because you're 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 battling your mind a little bit uh, last night and today around your knee it's just to kind of that reminder like you know what when I become present all of a sudden the the full stress and the pressure that I'm feeling or 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 anxiousness around it kind of subsided mm-hmm. uh, I hope yeah and, and now you know like okay. I know how to deal with this.
0: Yeah, definitely does. And I think it, it almost gives you too an appreciation for your body. And like when I'm, when I'm feeling my lungs do that, I'm like, wow, my body's so powerful.
1: It's a, you know, one thing that I've done in the past, even is when I'm feeling something, whether it be like a little tightness in my back, I have a little bit of a wide back surgery. Um, and every now and again, it'll get tight or whatever. And sometimes I'll be doing mindfulness and just kind of, you know, and might sound a little silly or whatever, but just kind of breathe in a little bit of relaxation focused in that area. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, it loosens it up. Yeah. The tension, you you know, you hold tension in some of those areas. Um, so just being able to to do that sometimes, just breathing that, you know, feeling like you're breathing into that area and letting it relax. And sure mm-hmm. enough, it opens up just a little bit.
0: That's great. I um, just so appreciate your knowledge and your willingness to help people tune into all this and what's going on in our minds and, you know, like you said, even our bodies. So um, thanks again for sharing and um, just having, having you on the podcast again. I lo- always love having you on, Stu.
1: Well, it's always my pleasure, Jordan. So thanks so much for always having me.
0: Sue's always so kind to give a lot of his time and his knowledge of mindfulness to give us a practice course right here every month in mindfulness, something that we can go back to and use on a daily basis is really kind of him and what he does for a living. If you are intrigued, I'll link what he's doing and how you can get a hold of him and use him as a resource. He is so happy to talk to people and get them on the right path to really go for this mental side of their journey and see how much it can positively affect your physical side as well. I hope that if you guys like this, you would leave a review. It takes a couple seconds on iTunes and it just allows us to get in more people's ears and help more people out. So if you like something, if you don't like something, if you want us to interview someone in particular, write it in the iTunes review and we will get to see that and hopefully get to talk to some of the people that you want us to talk to. I hope you guys go out there and crush it this week. Good luck and show your scars with pride.